This is Fine Rambles, number 66. So I'm getting over a bit of a head cold. So if <laughs> if I sound like I'm talking from the bottom of a pool, that's why. Anyways, I want to I want to think about pain. <laughs> about pain. And I was thinking about this in the context of disease and its symptoms. The symptoms are feedback. They're they're information about the disease, right? You go to the doctor, he doesn't ask you what disease you have. You don't know, it's not obvious. He talks to you about your symptoms and then he deduces or induces, I guess, what the problem is. So that information is incredibly important. That feedback is incredibly important. Feedback is, it's reality telling us when we're wrong. (laughs) Feedback, it's like that little indicator light on the dashboard of our car telling us, you know, we need gas or we need oil. And, you know, I think the problem is today our society rejects feedback. It, it doesn't, how can I put this? It tries to cure symptoms rather than diseases. It doesn't, it doesn't solve problems. It hides them. It, it masks symptoms. It, uh, it destroys whistleblowers. It, <laughs> I guess to use the metaphor of the car, it just duct tapes over that little indicator light. And so the problem doesn't get solved. The disease doesn't get cured. It just gets worse. The image I always have in my head is, imagine if there's a hot stove and you touched it. You screamed in pain and a doctor prescribed opioids. That's where we are. That's where we are. Take your hand off the goddamn stove. So pain, pain is information. Pain is information. And I was thinking about this while I was reading David Goggins' book. I think it's called You Can't Hurt Me. And it's, you know, it's a really inspirational book. There's a lot that he gets right. Progress is uncomfortable by definition because you're doing something you've never done before. You're, you're off the edge of the map. And if you can't be uncomfortable, you will never improve. You'll never get better. And therefore, I think it's important that we train our minds to enjoy meaningful suffering. What does that mean, meaningful suffering? I think we have to seek out and almost, boy, this is a strong word, revel, enjoy the right kind of pain. But... How do you know it's the right kind of pain? Because Goggins, he really injured himself. I mean, he gave himself injuries that took him years to recover from. And that part of the book really resonated with me because, you know, on a much, on a much, much smaller scale, I had a similar problem in college where I was running as as part of a sport and my knees started to hurt and my coach said run through the pain 
run through the pain. And I did, because, you know, I was 19 or 20, and I was a moron. And things got worse, and I eventually went to the doctor, and he's like, you have flat feet, this is not healthy, but you overdid it, and now you have patella tendonitis. And as a result, I can never run again. So because I thought the pain was not information of a certain type, I ignored it, and the pain resulted in permanent injury. So sometimes pain is obviously bad. And that's the pain, I think, that tells us in a loud and clear voice to stop. Stop what you're doing. (laughs) No one touches a hot stove and wonders if the pain they're feeling is weakness leaving their body. But here's the rub. God, I wish things were simpler. Your mind is really good at finding ways to tell you to stop things that hurt even when the pain is productive. Because pain, certain kinds of pain, certain kinds of discomfort just come with the job. But your mind will tell you every pain is existential. It'll throw a hundred reasons to stop at you, even when you shouldn't. And it, you know, it knows every weakness that we have, every gap in our armor. It will, I don't know, it will frighten us with uh, doomsday apocalyptic scenarios. It'll, it'll tempt us with our favorite things. It'll take our goals and mock them. And here, here's another issue. Here's another issue. God, getting better at something takes time, a lot of time. What's the shorthand heuristic here? 10,000 hours? That means year after year after bloody year of struggling at this, you know, the edge of discomfort all the time. There are no, there are no montages in reality. Whenever I try to do something new, you know, those first few weeks, I see these quick early gains and I get so arrogant. I get so arrogant because I think that that rate of improvement will go on forever. But it, it never does. It never does. Eventually, everything becomes a grind. Every path up the mountain has long, dark stretches where, where we don't see any improvement. Well, maybe a little, but it's just a little. So we get just a little positive feedback. And then there's just suffering. There's just the daily grind. And so you have to learn to enjoy that grind. You have to learn to enjoy the process. It doesn't just mean we have to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. I think we have to be very careful to pick the right things to get better at. We need to pick the right mountains, because otherwise we're not going to last Our minds will find that gap in our armor and we'll stop. We'll stop and we'll say, this isn't the right mountain. And that's a good thing, I think. I think that's a good thing because if you don't enjoy the grind, if you don't enjoy climbing that mountain, then you don't really want to be there. Fine. Great. Figure that out ASAP and start climbing the right mountain. 
because there's only so much time. There's only so much time, and you better spend it on your mountain. The mountain where, where you don't care about the view. You love the climb. You love, you love the how. You love the grind. You love the process of climbing. Even more, you love, you love perfecting the process of climbing. I'm climbing better today than I was yesterday. Well, where are you on the mountain? That doesn't matter. I'm climbing better. And I think this sounds so strange, but part of me thinks it's really true. Happiness is finding a mountain you can climb forever. So what does that mountain look like? Well, you know, as always, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Here are some questions. Is it your mountain? If you climb someone else's mountain, you won't make it through the grind. And if you do, may God have mercy on your soul because you'll be living someone else's life and that doesn't work. I heard a line yesterday. What was it? They said, they said, hell, hell is meeting your best self. <laughs> and let me guarantee you this, your best self, that asshole, he climbed his own mountain. What else? Are you naturally good at climbing this mountain? Because, you know, we're all relatively good at something. And yes, blah, 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 success isn't everything. But, you know, it's good to get positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement, it's like the opposite of pain. It tells you, congratulations, keep doing this. You're on the right track. You're on the right mountain. It's tremendously motivating. It's, it's nourishing. It's fun. And, you know, the other side of that is, will you get feedback? Will the mountain you're on tell you whether you're doing a good job climbing? What else? What else? Here's another question. Okay. Is the mountain you're climbing about the external? Is it about money or bling or status or fame? Stop. Stop. Stop climbing that mountain. Because those things may happen to show up on your mountain, but they aren't a mountain in themselves. You know, the hedonic treadmill, this idea that the more you get, the more you need, and the things that you get don't provide lasting satisfaction. That is true. That's a true, that's a true idea. More of anything external in the external world isn't satisfying. It doesn't provide meaning. It doesn't provide purpose. The dopamine hit fades. It fades. That's a neurochemical fact. And finally, this is a little woo, but I think it's a good question. Is the mountain making you a better person? When you're climbing this mountain over time, do you find yourself becoming more patient and more cheerful, humble, open, honest? Or do you find yourself filling up with the thirst and the grit and the itch that is the mark of hell. 
All right. (laughs) That's all I got. I'll catch you next week.